Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. Why did I start this podcast? Because I'm too lazy to write a book. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. So today's topic comes from something I just read this week and the topic was growing up Latina. So that got me thinking this week and you know, I usually record on Friday mornings at about, oh, let's see, 5 a.m. So I woke up super excited this morning and I added to this list that I'm gonna review with you. Some of the things on this list may pertain to only being Latina, And of course, some of these things might pertain to your parents, maybe just being strict parents. I had both. So let's go ahead and begin today's episode. Today's episode is Latina Barbie on being Latina. So there are a couple of things on this list, so let's just dive right in. The first one was... We're not, we weren't allowed to have a novio. Well, my parents scored with that one because, and I know you guys, here it comes. I was a chubby kid. I didn't really have my first boyfriend until I was really out of high school. So I was about 17. No, actually I was 18 years old. So that took care of number one. I had number two, wash the dishes by hand. (laughs) Okay, so just so you know, I grew up with a dishwasher, but I also grew up with two hands. And for the weirdest reason, I never was allowed to use the dishwasher. It was almost, it was almost like my mom wanted to teach us kids, me and my two brothers, on the importance of using your two hands. (laughs) The one thing is, is that one time I actually looked inside the dishwasher and she had like storage in there. I think she had like Tupperware containers that were being stored in there. And I just couldn't understand, like, why if God created a di- because you know, God created everything. If he created a dishwasher, then why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we be using it? I just, I, I know that I had like, I think I had like two days a week and then my older brother had three days a week and my little brother had two days a week. So that's two, two, four. Yeah. So it was seven days a week. And maybe my mom actually took Sundays to wash the dishes, but there was always a lot of dishes on Sundays because... We always had these humongous breakfasts on Sundays. Like that was either the end of the week or the beginning of the week, however you look at life. But it was one of those things where she would make eggs, bacon, potatoes, bambirote, which would come from Mexicali, I'm sorry, from Mexicali that my dad would bring from the week. Yeah, it was like everything was just around a lot of food. Here I go on the tangent, you guys. Here I go. Here I go. And I just remember Sundays was like all five of us would sit at the table, um, just kind of unload about our week. And my little brother and I would take the pan birote. And like, if you don't know what pan birote is, um, it's like a big, like the most carby roll with a hard outside. And my mom would slice them in half and then put tons of butter because everything was real butter or was it margarine? I can't remember. And she would put it on this round um, baking pan. So it would be 10 halves and she'd put it into the oven for about maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, just so that the butter would definitely melt into it and the outside of the bread would get crispy. So just think it would come out. And then of course, of course we had like jam on the table to put jam on it. And then my, my little brother and I would actually we would, we would do these things called boats. 
So we would scrape out the inside of the bread. Now you all know about scraping out the inside of bread if you're trying to lose weight, because I think Subway does that for you. Well, we ate the inside of the bread and then we would like pile it in with like eggs, potatoes, and bacon. I mean, we figured it was all going to the same place. So we made these boats every Sunday morning, but it was either that or pancakes. And even our pancakes, I don't know if many people do this or if this is like a Latina thing, but my mom would also make a fried egg on top of the pancakes. Um, my mom also put bacon bits in our pancakes. I mean, even if I tried to lose weight as a child, I still wouldn't be able to. <laughs> so um, anyways, the whole point of that whole little story was there was always a shitload of dishes to be washed. And I think my mom kind of just gave us Sundays off. So um, another one was probably had strict parents. I could tell you that my mom, and you can all tell me probably the same thing, one or the other is more strict than the other. So my mom, you know, she didn't go back to work until I was in sixth grade, but she was home all the time, obviously. She was raising the three kids while my dad was in Mexicali. So really quick, my dad had a, an apartment in Mexicali because he is, um, you know, he speaks Spanish. And he had a business in Mexicali where he was, um, he worked for a dental supply uh, house. So he, it was his. And um, so he was there from Tuesday to Friday and had an apartment. You guys, he had an apartment in Mexicali. That's all I'm going to say. The divorce topic is coming soon. <laughs> Anyways, so... So my mom, you know, was really, I think she was just really super tired is what I want to call it, not so strict, but she just had a pretty, you know, stronghold on all three of us. Of course, it depended on who, which child was like the worst. So my older brother was really, you know, kind of on the quiet side. He didn't have too many friends. And then I had a lot of friends and my little brother had a lot of friends too. So, you know... I mean, strict, yeah, but you know, when I look back on my childhood with my mom and my dad, it was it was a great balance. I mean, my my dad would come home on Friday nights, and then we he would be like the fun weekend dad. So, I mean, there there was their own problems too, but yeah, I mean, my mom was pretty. Oh yeah, my mom was really strict. Remember, I told you guys the story about how my senior year I didn't take the towels out of the dryer when the the buzzard rang, and she grounded me for my first week. Talk about lessons. Another lesson, and this is a lesson that I actually like to talk about. I remember when I was like 16 and a half, I had a car that I paid for, my Ford Taurus. I remember I remember my monthly payment was $123. I actually bought it from um, a leasing company that my dad had worked with. So I remember going country dancing and it was at this place called Del Dio's Country Store. And this was like in like near a lake, like you had to drive this mile long windy road to get down there. And the reason why I like going there was because of the line dancing. I didn't have to worry about couples dancing. So I remember coming out of the country store one time. It wasn't really a country store, you guys. It was a bar or the restaurant and a, a dance, a dance floor. And I remember my friends, um, I can't remember who was with me. We were about to leave, but my car wouldn't start. And I remember, I think I hit something on the way, on the freeway or something, maybe like a tire. I called my mom and it was probably like 9.30. Well, my mom was already asleep and my mom, she did not want to be bothered. Life lesson, I'll never forget. She said, mija, figure it out. 
You guys, I'm 16 and a half years old. No, I'm not 16 and a half. I'm 17. I didn't get my car until I was 17. So at that moment, I was like, okay, sorry, mom, for bothering you. Call AAA. I had them come out and tow, and tow it, and it was all fine. They fixed it. It was fine. I got home. I think my mom had a good night's sleep, and um, yeah, I was there in the morning. Truth be told though, I will tell you, if anything happens to my car, I have no problems calling somebody else to fix it. So there's my life lesson. My other uh, being growing up Latina was I couldn't sleep over at my friend's house, which is true. I don't remember being able to sleep over at anybody's house or anybody sleeping over at my house. And I gotta be honest, I don't think I wanted anybody to sleep over at my house because I didn't want them to see just how strict my, my mom was. So yeah, it was just kind of like, I, I, I don't want to say the word embarrassed because I have another story about being embarrassed. Yeah. I just, it just never came up. I, it was kind of like unspoken. My parents always reminding me how privileged you are versus how your parents grew up. Oh, geez. My mom grew up poor. She is the oldest of um, nine, you know, growing up, she grew up in Brawley, which is for those who don't know, it's Imperial Valley. For those who don't know, it's nowhere. And it's about two hours East of San Diego and it's flat. And the only reason I love that it's so flat is because when I would go out and go for walks, when I would visit, there was no Hills. So my mom grew up super poor and actually making her own clothes and things like that. So I think she did have that mentality. I mean, I'll never forget. Oh my gosh, my mom. I'll never forget. About 10 years ago, she, wherever she was, she was living in a condo, a two-story condo. And I remember, I remember her saying, Miha, come upstairs for a second. I want to show you something. So I walked upstairs and she opens up the, like the little closet, like where the water heater is. Miha, if anything happens to me, I want you to know that there's money back here. So I open up the door. You guys, there are four Folger, and they're not plastic. It's the old school Folger coffee tin, like containers full of coins, coins. Like what am I supposed to do with that? Take it all to the bank when my mom dies? And more importantly, the biggest question was, do my brothers know about this money? <laughs> so anyways, so there was that. Like it was just, it's so, so weird. Oh, and I could not go out two days in a row. That was that, that I remember because, and remember you guys, I worked at the gas station and it was, you either go out on a Friday night or you go out on a Saturday night. You choose. The other thing is, and hopefully some of you guys don't think I'm a freaking wackadoo for some reason. And to this day, I asked my dad if he does this also, because this is something my mom taught us was when you cut a cucumber you take the end and you like rub it against the cucumber. Does anybody else do that? Please, in the feedback box, if you guys can tell me that that's not the only, like the weirdest thing, and why do we even do it? She would literally slice off the end and rub it against the, the cucumber. And, and I still do it. It's the weirdest, and I don't even know why I do it. So who knows? Oh, tamales. So my mom taught us that when you eat tamales, you fry them up a little bit, which was so weird to any other like Mexican boyfriend's family that I had. When it was time to have tamales, I would always ask them to crisp them up and they were looking at me like I didn't belong. But if you try it, you guys, it is so good. If you just take your tamales and you crisp up the outside, the masa part, 
and then she would eat it with fried eggs. Oh my, of course, I don't eat tamales very often because you guys know I'm on Weight Watchers for life. So, and I don't even know how many points those are. I don't want to know. But, oh man, that was like, oh, so good. Um, another thing about being Latina, Latino, is, you know, everything was loud. Everything was loud. We spoke over each other, more so on my dad's side. I remember walking in and it was like, Everybody could understand everybody, but everybody was like talking over each other and loud, like almost like, like you couldn't, like you wanted to make sure that you were heard. And to this day, my husband, who by the way, plays bass and guitar. So he's always around loud music anyways. Oh no. The minute I start talking, it's babe, shh, babe, babe. You know, like he's holding his ear going, babe, babe, quiet, quiet, quiet. I go, babe, I'm just passionate. You know, that's the other thing about being Latina is we're very passionate people. I can be passionate about going to the grocery store. Like we're just passionate people. If you ever come over to visit my family, be prepared that we're all talking loud. We're talking loud. We're laughing loud. We're making each other laugh. We're bantering. It's, it's a great, like, it's just a family thing with us. We're a huge bantering family. You know, I will tell you there's a couple things mostly one, maybe two things where I remember being Latina was not a very proud moment for myself. And that was, I'll never forever, ever forget this moment. We were at Alpha Beta. So if you live in San Diego, you probably remember the chain called Alpha Beta. I think there's a Stater Brothers now and the one in Penasquitos. And my mom and I were in the seafood section and my mom was speaking Spanish to me. And I was probably maybe seven, eight years old, and I was embarrassed. I didn't, I didn't want my mom speaking Spanish to me. I, I saw that other people were looking at me, and, and to this day, I, I'll, this story like haunts me. My mom started talking to me in Spanish, and I walked away from her. Yeah, not a proud moment as I look back. I walked away from her because I was embarrassed that my mom was speaking another language instead of English to me. Fast forward to the age of 46, 47. Oh my gosh, 47. I'm not 47 until April 17th. So we'll see when this one airs. I speak Spanish to my Nana. Of course, my Nana has dementia and she only speaks Spanish now. So I always speak Spanish to her. It's almost like I show off that I can speak Spanish because it's a privilege to know two languages. You know, if you go to Europe, the European, they know like five or six languages. So yeah, I mean, anyways. That was that story. Ugh, ugh, not a proud moment. I was seven years old, you guys. Cut me some slack. The other thing about um, being Latino, and maybe this is just in my family, but my mom saves everything, like everything. I mean, we can go to a restaurant and she'll like the container that the to-go box is, or she'll just like like containers, especially on... Um, with food, and I and I, I know this because I, I find myself doing this too. Um, there's really cool containers at Trader Joe's. There's a um, a uh, garbanzo bean salad, uh, balela, but they have the coolest containers that it comes in. So you know I'm saving those containers. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and, oh, and oh, don't forget, you always have a piece of masking tape underneath a Tupperware with your name on it, especially when you go to family gatherings, because you want to make sure that that Tupperware gets clean and gets right, gets to the right owner. <laughs> so there's that with the Tupperware containers. <laughs> also, um, 
at gatherings, it takes about 15 minutes to say hello to everybody only to take those same 15 minutes at the end when you're saying goodbye to everybody. I mean, if you have to leave at four, you need to start saying goodbye by about 3.30, 3.40, because it takes that long to make sure that you say goodbye. Now, I don't know if that's a Latino thing, but you know, because I grew up Latino, that's just how I grew up. So you tell me if it's in your culture, in your ethnicity, your family that, you know, just as you say hello to everybody is just how you say goodbye to everybody. Big old hug, big old kiss on the cheek. And it's it's almost like you're at a wedding every single time, you know, saying hello, saying goodbye. And I still do this. In fact, if you ever meet me, I'm going to hug you, definitely hug you because, well, this is going to be post COVID. So just after you get vaccinated. <laughs> Anyways, so um, another thing was my mom always said tennis shoes. And to this day, ask my friends, they always make fun of me. They're called sneakers or tennis shoes. Well, not when you're Latina. When you're Latina, they're called tennis shoes. So there's that. Also, dating. I wanted to touch on this really quick because this is just like the, the dating life of being a Latina. Actually, this is the dating life of dating a Latino. So in my, you know, quest for my husband, I came across two people. One was this guy I met at a bank and really good looking guy. I just remember his, his passenger door didn't open. So that was kind of like a, I don't know, death trap type of car. One time we went over to his mom's house and had dinner or something. And, you know, we were done eating and, you know, I was a strong Latina and I said, okay, like take, you know, it's time to take our plates to the, to the kitchen. He said to me, and I, you guys, this is a true story. I cannot make this up. He said, oh no, don't ever let my mom see me take my own plate to the sink. Uh, okay, dude, you're in the wrong country. Seriously? Oh, total Latino man. And that was a thing raised by a Latina. <laughs> so there you go. Second thing was um, I dated another Latino when I was living in Los Angeles and like, we're talking like hardcore Latinos where like the son who was, I don't know, 35, 36, still lived at home. Everybody lived at home. And um, I remember his mom and I went to the grocery store. This is the one where if you, if you listen to my religion one, this is the one where like I would go to church just to kind of score points with the mom. And, um, and believe me, I did speak a lot of Spanish to her because that was her first language. And of course, scoring points is all we do, right? When we're dating somebody. And I'll never forget, she, um, we, we, no, 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 we weren't going grocery shopping. What am I saying? We were at the house and it was time to serve. It was time for everybody to get up and get their plate and stuff. Well, she literally told me in Spanish that um, in her house, she serves her son. Yeah. Here I'm trying to be like a good girlfriend and show the mom that I could, could I could take care of her son. Well, that shit just backfired on me. Oh yeah, she's like, oh no, in my house I serve my son. Well, shit, your son's never gonna leave your house. So those were all those different types of stories about being Latina. Just growing up, there isn't really a lesson here. Um, I still struggle with what you know, like. Am I Mexican? Am I Mexican-American? And am I Latina? Am I, you know, it's all these different, like, what do we call ourselves? Yeah, it was just a bunch of 
you know, confusion on my part. And, and so to this day, the famous question is, I would always be asked when I was like younger, you know, what are you? People thought I was like, like white. Some people thought I was Armenian. And what it is, is that my mom is more look, she, she looks more Italian than Mexican, I think, because she's got that, like that rosy cheek skin, really light complected, fair, fair complexion, burns very easily. Whereas my dad is like dark, like really dark tanned Mexican. So I got the best of both worlds. I could um, tan and not burn. Or sometimes if I burn, I end up tanned. And regardless, my skin ends up darker. So um, hence my, you know, brown spots on my face now. Thanks. So anyways, um, but yeah, I was always asked growing up, like, what are you? Um, and, and it's like, what's up with that question? Like, what do you mean? What am I? Not that this is a lesson, but this is what I'll leave you with. My famous question what are you? I'm Latina Barbie. And then my reply will be, what are you? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Latina Barbie. Don't forget to subscribe and have the most wonderful day that you deserve. Mwah.